Hello, and welcome to the Weekly Watch podcast series. I'm John Briggs, Global Head of Death Strategy. This series helps you cut through the noise of global financial markets with a quick take on the upcoming trends to watch. Hello, everyone. Today, I'm going to focus on two policy meetings, the Fed, which we just had this past week, and the Bank of England, which is coming up next week. Listeners know for a month now, I've been focusing on how various Fed governors, starting with Clarida in mid-May, but also um, Governor Brainerd and Governor Quarles, introduced the idea of balanced risks to the outlook, shifting from not just focusing on the employment side of their mandate, but also needing to address the inflation mandate in order to retain credibility as stronger inflation prints have started to come through. So heading into the Fed meeting this past week, we saw a risk to a hawkish outcome for the Fed, and that's what the Fed delivered even beyond what we were thinking as um, in regards to hawkish expectations. They did this in two main ways, by signaling two rate hikes in 2023 via the dots, but also, and more importantly for me, formalizing this balanced risk approach, not only stating that they are watchful of the risk of higher inflation, but they're more uncertain about the inflation outlook. To be clear, they still think higher inflation is transitory, but they're willing to admit less certainty around that than before. So what does that mean for markets? Well, near term, markets should price in more Fed rate hikes, higher yields, flatten the US rate curve and pressure the dollar <laughs> higher, especially perhaps given short dollar exposures that have built up of late. Longer term, to put it plainly, uncertainty means more volatility, especially around days when we get inflation data. So to sum up, you know, we see higher yields in the US, but within reason, this is still a Fed that's moving relatively slowly slowly towards even tapering. We still see that in the first quarter of next year and even rate hikes beyond that. But that uncertainty, especially around the inflation outcomes, means that we're going to have greater volatility in general. Regarding the Bank of England, I have our chief UK economist and co-head of global economics, Ross Walker. Ross, any chance that the Bank of England surprises hawkishly next week like the Fed did? Well, certainly not in terms of policy settings. I mean, they will almost certainly remain unaltered. But I think there is certainly a risk that even if the bank is not intentionally shifting its signaling in a more hawkish direction, uh, that these febrile markets are so focused on anything that might have the faintest hawkish tinge that it's quite possible that the market reaction to the BOE minutes is that, um, that there has been some hawkish shift. So the bank, the bank of England is probably going to try to stick with transitory, but just the, there's a chance the markets just don't believe them, given what just happened. It, exactly. So uh, we won't get a, for, a formal forecast update uh, at the June meeting, but clearly for the second quarter, both GDP growth and in particular inflation is uh, very much on course to exceed the BOE's forecast. So to some extent, they're under a little bit of pressure. As you were saying with the Fed, they, they're certainly not going to want to sound complacent about inflation. So some of the language will be along the lines of, we expect, you know, we're, we're monitoring the situation very carefully. Um, and, and, and as I say, I think the risk here is that markets perhaps overinterpret some of this language, because fundamentally, I don't think we're going to see a shift in the BOE's guidance in June. I think there are bigger risks around the, the next meeting in, in August, which will uh, be in the context of their updated quarterly forecasts. Okay, so you're, you're helping me transition here because I want to put on your global hat a little bit and talk about the fundamentals and that there is an actual difference here, right? I mean, in the UK, we do forecast transitory inflation, while in the US, we do not. And he, that's, our, that's been our view, that's, that's still the case. It, it is. Um, the US has a much more aggressive uh, fiscal, ongoing fiscal loosening than what we have in the UK. Indeed, in the UK from 2023, 
we had a, a fiscal tightening penciled in. Um, secondly, that the Fed's new flexible average inflation targeting framework is not something that has been adopted in the UK. So although I think you can argue that the BOE will not be overly preemptive in its policy tightening, it's also the case that it, it's not going to run the economy as hot as the Fed seems prepared to do. So I think there are some differences in terms of overall policy settings and, and structures. Yeah, and I think that's an important point, not just on the economic fundamentals, but and you know, even if the markets react hawkishly, as 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 you indicate, because it seems to be hungry for you know higher inflation, you know, rhetoric or or you know recognizing that from central bankers, down the road, you know, if we, we could have a situation, or actually we're forecasting a situation where you, know, you have higher U.S. inflation, but then the U.K. tails off. So we've had this period where a lot of the angles central banks are moving in tune, but it sets up again. This isn't today's story, but down the road. Um, you know, potential divergence there and, you know, potential implications, not just for, you know, rate markets, but most obviously for currencies at some point. So, um, yeah, pretty interesting. I mean, I think, I think you're right. Markets are pretty, um, you know, looking for hawkish reasons, but, you know, that could set up different opportunities down the road. Okay, well, that's all for this week. The Fed certainly injected some volatility into the markets. Um, I think, you know, there's, as we've outlined here, the possibility Bank of England does the same. So maybe it won't turn out to be that quiet summer after all. Thanks for joining us, Ross, and thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of The Weekly Watch. Please subscribe to our channel to get future episodes. We also encourage you to explore more of our content on our website and other social media channels.